Welcome along, everybody, to the most socially distanced NFL podcast around, the Long Snapper podcast. Uh, not because we're in any way responsible, but because we never get together to record. We're just all far flung in our locations. We've got a very full house as well, largely because nobody's got anywhere to go right now. I'm Adam. Russ, Craig, Mark, Rich and Pat are all here as well. Hi, everybody. Hi, I, I did just think when you when you started that little open that uh, when you said socially distanced, I thought you were going to say socially awkward, and I thought the kickers <laughs> mad guys have got that that niche nailed down. Yeah, that's <laughs> their niche. Corner yeah, the market. Is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we're not. You can't call us socially awkward. You can call us a lot of things, but but not yeah. that. Um, there's there's we talk too much. If anything, <laughs> shall we? Well, we, we yeah, narrative hashtag too much mark whatever. Um, but we'll, you know, six of us could be a bit of a rabble. We'll see how this goes. We're gonna we're gonna do a little quiz in a minute. We're gonna talk about some of the free agency stuff that's going on. But you know, we might go down some rabbit holes. We definitely have some any other business. We're definitely um, gonna end up talking for twenty minutes about like the Browns. Uh, <laughs> you, you don't know where it'll go. It could be, it could go anywhere. That's the thing. It, even though the Browns have got nothing about them. Exactly. That's our that's our bag. That's, our, that's our bag. That's our yeah. niche. <laughs> they they've signed Case Keenum. I... There we go. I mean, maybe. Here we go. Here and we go. And Austin Hooper. Oh, so that's, that's not a bad signing. Hooper's not a bad signing. He's not a bad <laughs> signing. You know, it started. You know, it started already. It's and Joku and, and Hooper and two, Landry two and Odell. Two tight ends, two running backs, and and um, Chubb and. Uh, the other geezer, Cream yeah. Hunt. That's that's the two running backs. Keep up. For the for the purposes of a joke, <laughs> I really want to push steer this to twenty minutes of Browns chat, but it would just be twenty <laughs> terrible minutes. It's going to come back there anyway. It, it it might do. Right, quiz, gentlemen. Um, you might recall I did a little format not that long ago where you got to choose each other's questions. Um, so we're going to do a bit bit more of that. So get your head around the maths. There are five of you. Uh, you're each going to get the chance to ask two questions and answer two questions. Um, if you get your question correct, that you've been asked, obviously you get two points. If you fail to do so, the person that asked you the question can get a bonus point if they can answer it. It's a bit weird, but it seems to make sense as we go along. What you're going to... The question will be... You get to pick the team, but the question will be, who was the last first round quarterback that that team drafted? Chronologically. Does that make sense? <laughs> and a few blank looks. So This should be good. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to each time say X, you're going to ask the question to Y, and you get to pick the team, and they have to tell you the last quarterback drafted specifically in the first round. Let's see how how this goes. So, Craig, you can you can ask Mark first up. Probably best not to start with me, mate. I'm not gonna lie. I, he wasn't I, listening to any of them. I was listening. I was in and out. I know that we've done it before. I'm in pick a team, Craig. Just pick, pick a team. team. Uh, Falcons. No, not Falcons. That's gonna be too easy. Let's go. Uh, Jags. Jags. Okay, Mark. Awful. as well. Fuck. 
See, this is why I said I don't want to go first, mate. I, I haven't even thought about my strategy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Jags will be a bad team because I heard you say draft picks. Jags have always got an early draft pick. So, <laughs> fuck that. I'm going to go Patriots. It's a bit late, <laughs> Mark's answered the question. My first, my first thing I said was, don't let me go first. That is actually the first thing I said. Craig, so, Craig, I'm, I'm in charge. Um, I'm in charge. There's two points to Mark. Like, what? <laughs> No, mate. This is a sham. <laughs> it really isn't. <laughs> right. Uh, Pat, you can ask Rich next. Um, I will go with... Oh, so we're straight up giving Mark them points, yeah? Yes. Yes, Hell Craig. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Minnesota Vikings. Ooh. Shit. <laughs> I think Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy yeah. Bridgewater. Is that who you're going with? Yeah. Uh, you'd be correct. Last pick. Good well job. Uh, Russ, you can ask Craig now. First round quarterbacks for Craig. San Francisco 49ers. Okay. Craig, who would that be? So I want their last first round pick. Yeah. Uh, Alex Smith. Alex Smith is correct. That's a great show. Well done. Uh, Mark, you're going to ask Pat now. I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks. Well, okay. It's got Russell Wilson, hasn't it? Incorrect. Second round pick, I think. Really? Third, third, third round. round. Third, third. Uh, Mark, you have a chance to get a point if you know it. I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> um, that's, that's why I went with that one. It's like in the okay. it's like early 90s, I think. Anybody anybody know the answer? It's got, oh, they had, um, who was their big receiver? Steve Larger. Whoever threw the ball to him. I can't remember who. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the answer to that is actually Rick Myra. Nobody was going to get that in any way. Uh, right. Rich, you can ask Russ. Should be entertaining. <laughs> um, let's go with the Texans, because I'm not sure whether he's first or second round pick, and we'll find out. <laughs> well, we are going to find out. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to find out right now because I'm going to say Deshaun Watson um, because I've got no other point of reference. Uh, you're going to get two points there, Russ. Yeah, well, done. Yeah, well done. Okay, Craig, back to you. You can ask Rich. If you're there. Uh, so, New England. Okay. Jesus. My knowledge doesn't go that far back because <laughs> they won't have drafted anyone in the first round since since um, they drafted Brady and obviously he apparently wasn't a first round pick. Who knew? Fuck no. off. What? <laughs> I don't believe it. <laughs> I I have no idea. I can't okay. remember who to go over from. Clever. You, you might have brought yourself back in it, Craig, because you've got a chance to get a bonus if you know it. Bledsoe. It is Drew Bledsoe. Well done. The point, a point for you. That puts you into the lead. How about that? 
Russ, you can now ask Pat. I will ask Pat about the Denver Broncos. I was thinking Denver Broncos. How about Drew Locke? Uh, bad luck. No, he he wasn't first round pick. Steady, steady, steady. Oh, my bad, my bad. Steady. My bad. Uh, Russ gets the Russ gets the chance to get a point. And that is wrong, Russ. Don't say that. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to know who it is, am I? Let's let's be honest. I didn't mean that. I want to go it. I've got I I've got this. I've got absolutely zero idea of who it might be. So uh, I don't know. I, I don't even know who's ever played before. You know, for the Broncos, it was obviously there was Drew Locke that it mentioned. Flacco was there. Was it? Who was there before? Was it Keen? Not Keenum. Was it? Uh, Ke- gonna, I, I, I don't want to be controversial, but you don't do actually it. need to go that far back. You're not going back. You're not going back beyond your fans. What's, what's with all this help, bro? Right, I, I don't. I don't know. The okay. The the anybody know? Yeah. It's that tall fella in it. That narrows it down. No, but he's like six nine. <laughs> can, I, can I tell you? It's not. It's not in my. Go on, Mark. It's Paxton Lynch. It was Paxton yeah, that, Lynch. Yeah. That's yeah. him, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're thinking yeah, he's, of the he's... guy who went to Houston. No, Paxton Lynch is like six. How, how big is he? I don't think that's who you're I don't know. How tall is Paxton Lynch? <laughs> I th- yeah, I think you're thinking of Osweiler as well. He, yes. he, he was tall. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, carry on. <laughs> how, t- <laughs> how tall is Paxton Lynch? There you go. Find that out. Mark, you can ask Russ next. Ooh, um, for Russ, <laughs> let's go. Let's go for the Buffalo Bills. Oh, okay. Um, I, I I feel like this is a trick question, but is it Josh Allen? <laughs> Six seven Paxton Lynch. Just saying. Well, it has okay. to be Josh Allen, doesn't it? It, it is Josh Allen, and thanks, Mark. Yeah, a couple of nice of you, that mate. Russ, that puts Imagine. you into the lead. Just what to let you know. Uh, six and seven points? packs and Lynch. I apologise, Craig. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not uh, going to do that twice. How many points has Russ got? Russ has got four points. You've got three. Rich has got two. Mark's got two. Pat is yet to score, but Pat's about to ask you a question. Yeah, I'm going to ask you for the uh, Tennessee Titans. <laughs> I've, only answered one, I've only answered one question so far. Say a second. Yeah, another dry, one then, won't you? Dry your eyes, what you vagina. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Just feels like Craig's had about six goes at this. Hashtag <laughs> 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 um, <like> narrative. <laughs> oh, no, it's just him talking all the time, I see. Hey! Craig. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, mate. Tennessee Titans. Flip. Uh, Mario was a... He must be Mario, wasn't he a Heisman... Mariota is correct. And that puts you into the lead on five. In fact, this is the final question. Rich, you get to ask Mark. So there you go. You get another one. And yeah. if you get if you get this correct, it makes no difference. You still don't win. <laughs> Chargers. Chargers. Go on, Mark. Oh, um. Chargers must be Eli Manning. That is correct. Attempted well trick done. question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
you dis none of you went for the Saints, which is really disappointing. I was, I was because, about to go for the Saints. If uh, I had the Saints last drafted a first round QB in the nineteen seventies. Wow. Anybody know who that was? Uh, Manning. Yes. Craig. Archie. Wow. You, you deserve points for that, but you don't need them because you win the quiz anyway. Play so that well music, dog. Yeah. There you go. Right, let's uh, let's talk some NFL because that's what we do. And free agency, I guess the biggest story that's been kicking around, uh, you know, that guy, that dude up in New England is no longer up there. He fancied fancied a warmer climate. Uh, Tom Brady has gone out of the AFC East. There are a few happy people on this podcast <laughs> to Tampa Bay. I, I still don't quite believe it. And until I see him in a Tampa Bay uniform, it's it's not really real, is it? Am I right in thinking it's 30 million a year for two years <laughs> for a 42 year old, for a 42 year old quarterback <laughs> who can't throw the ball anymore? Yeah, he looked terrible with, this season. <clears throat> with with two very good deep threat wide receivers. Let, let's make no bones about that. Receiving <laughs> uh, no passes from a quarterback who can't throw the deep ball anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it makes no sense. If if Brady stood two foot away from Mike Evans, do you think he could throw the ball up high enough to get it <laughs> up to the top of his catch radius? No. No. Also, also with with an offensive line that isn't the best in the league. I mean, charitable. That is charitable, <laughs> and you know, so everyone criticised. Jameis Winston for the amount of interceptions he threw but for for every interception he threw he also threw a hell of a lot of yards and a lot of that is due to the pressure that's put on him by the the gaping holes in his offensive line imagine Tom Brady behind that offensive line the guy's gonna die that's if the coronavirus doesn't strike him down because he's in the vulnerable category (laughs) (laughs) hey he's had that one lined up nice (laughs) um I'm going to do something controversial here. And uh, and I don't know if it's one of them things where you're just happier that it's over. But I don't have the same hate towards Brady after this. It's crazy. It feels like a, almost what? a relief. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I couldn't care less. Like, And I suppose there's, there's two things to think about for me. One is that the talent he's going to is a in terms of just offensive weapons, is a huge upgrade. Um, I don't think... I think the issue is, one, you talked about the offensive line and, and uh, Winston could at least, like, move. Brady is static. <laughs> like, he, he he's doing the five steps, seven steps at max. That is what you're getting mobility-wise. But the big thing for me is that division is so much harder. Like, I, I he's not in my division anymore. Awesome, and it goes to a super tough division. Like, I just feel like Brady's. Uh, I, I'm uh, like, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't hate it. I don't hate him. It's over. Like it. X. Brilliant. <laughs> has anyone has anyone bothered to look at the Patriots' depth depth chart at QB? It is currently death, Jared death, death charts. Was that <laughs> basically? <laughs> death, it is basically it is a death, death chart. chart. <laughs> uh, Brian Boyer, Cody Kessler, and Jarrett Stidham. I think the Patriots fancy that Jarrett Stidham. Yeah, <laughs> I think I fancy him. Well, they think they Brian Hoyer is going to compete for the job. Yeah. yeah, he's a sneaky secret weapon. I can't see Belichick being slow enough to 
trade Brady and not have a backup plan. Like he wouldn't do that. Brady's been going for three years. I think the, the problem the, everyone assumes that the the Patriots are going to be awful now, but. Brady, I think, held them back. He didn't have a massive amount of weapons, but he was a lot of the reason that they weren't particularly good last year. So if they, if he thinks, and they've still got Bill Belichick, and if he thinks that one of the other QBs that they've got on the roster can do a better job, and let's face it, I think most of us agree that regardless of who it is, they probably can, um, then it, that, I don't think we can rule out the Pats as still being a, you know, a 10-7 and seven team now. Uh, hate hate saying that, by the way. I think I we've think got another Pats year of sixteen games. Don't worry. Oh, we'll thank God for that. Yeah, I I think the Pats I think the Pats are done. When you look at their when you look at their roster, the, their defense kept them in several games early last season and won the games virtually single handedly. Um, that started then to to fall apart towards the end of the season. Um, they've got no receivers. They've got barely any running game. They've it, something special has to happen at the Patriots for them to be relevant for the next five years at least. It's I, just I not love happening. It. I love it. It's, but it's not happening. It. If you look at their roster, so their roster. I mean, Julian Edelman was the, was Brady's comfort blanket for a long time. As soon as Gronk knocked it on the head at the end of the season before last, they they were on a slippery slope, and you know they're fucked, mate. Patriots are done. Love it, and I want I want to jump on that bandwagon so badly. But the thing that, <laughs> we've been there before, you can tell the AFC East fans yeah, in here, can't yeah. you? The thing, the thing, <laughs> the thing that's holding me back, yeah, is that the best team Brady ever played with never won a Super Bowl. The with when you're talking about one to eleven talent, top tier, particularly in terms of offense, his best team they never won. So. I mean, this lot, the not this team, the team that beat um, Falcons. I mean, it's, try and name that starting lineup other than Gronk and Brady. Like, it's a very, very, it's a, it's a weird thing the Patriots have had to do. So, as much as I'm chuffed, he's out of the division and couldn't stand him as much. Uh, couldn't stand him, obviously, but I ain't. I'm definitely not celebrating just yet because you've, yeah, Brady's gone, but you, you, BB's still there, man. I think um, they'll. I think they'll use this season to tank and reload next year. Yeah, I was just going to say maybe Bill just really fancies Trevor Lawrence. It could, it could be. I mean, I'm I'm a fan in a division that was up against Peyton Manning for so many years, and as soon as he he had a year out through injury, they tanked and then drafted bloody Andrew Luck. So you think you get a bit of respite? So don't get. Oh uh, yeah, Mark and Craig, don't get too excited and think. I can see a little face mark. You th- There's a part of you that thinks the Bills are going to storm just, that division and go 13-3. I don't think I've ever known it, in, or certainly not in my like, is, like e- easy-to-remember lifetime, the Bills going into a season as the AFC's favourites. It's, like, it's just... It's, <laughs> when you put it like that. <laughs> it's on, the last time was, it was, it was the early 90s. And it's least done favourites, let's face it. <laughs> well, it's 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 steadily turned into the shittest division, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> that, that's going to be the one that they go. <laughs> someone goes seven and nine and gets a wild card, and everyone go, "Oh, you got to change the playoffs." And, blah, blah, blah. and that's going to be the AFC East. Which was, what was <laughs> the, what the, what's the other no, NFC? No. That's the is it NFC East or South with Dallas and New York? NFC, NFC East. Yeah, yeah, best shit as well. 
<laughs> I've got to say, but... the one thing, the one person I do feel a bit sorry for is Jameis because he's just had what thirty touchdowns and thirty picks, and he's just had his eyes fixed, so he's not going to be squinty Jameis anymore. Does that mean he could potentially have sorted out all those interceptions this coming season, and he's not even going to no. get a chance to prove it? No, but there'll be no. a coach out there who'll think they can coach him and 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 cure him. You know, it, it's like. Women he'll end up, think he'll they end up as a bad philanthropy man. You know. <clears throat> uh, I was going to maybe come on to this, not necessarily Jameis, but I can see um, Tyrod Taylor shit in the bed at the Chargers and Cam very quickly, either Jameis or Cam being the number one in, in LA. I think Jameis is a huge acquisition. If I, you got nothing to lose with Jameis, really. Won't cost you well, the. Other than games. Well, <laughs> good one. Twenty. It won't cost you the twenty-five million blockhead just got. He, he he's he's young, or certainly not. You know, what's he mid twenties? Got good 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 amount of NFL experience. Made some mistakes. Didn't never crash the boat. Like I I I think if you're if you're in a position where you you need a placeholder for a year or two, maybe you haven't got the draft position you you would have liked to go and get one of the you know top three QBs that are out this year. I don't see why you don't make a move for Jameis personally. Jameis Winston won more games from Tampa Bay than he lost them. Without him, what what other quarterback? What else would they have done? I yeah, don't know. Okay, I, gave, I disagree. I think, back, but... I think you stick someone like Andy Dalton in there with the weapons that there are at a wide receiver. I think they win more games than Jameis Winston would have done. You take Andy Dalton over Jameis Winston? Every single day and twice on Sunday. Never. Never. Dalton won't win nothing. Dalton is bang average. Dalton is steady. Bang average 42-year-old Brady is now their starting quarterback. It's like deciding whether to bowl with Angus Brazier or Devin Malcolm. You know, Angus, you'd always get line and length. He'd get you a couple of wickets. Devin would rip through a side or get pelted around the park and you'd never know. know, Which which do you choose? Do you you go with that steady hand or... I yeah. like a high ceiling, man. I like high ceiling. He's young enough that he can be better. And the thing is, the thing that uh, that's maybe lost with the modern game, let's bear in mind, quarterbacks never used to play. We're very, very used to quarterbacks coming in and playing their first year, their second year. Historically, you didn't, you didn't start for two, three, four. How long did Rodgers sit? So we've had, what, five years of Jameis as the starting quarterback in a place like Tampa where he made literally every mistake a young, dumb, rich sports person could make without crashing the boat. No raping. Well, uh, allegedly. No, uh, well, no, no, no. Fingering. No, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Alleged no raping. Well, limited raping, limited drugging. He got you sent a really low bar for NFL players here. Don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't say. So I, I just think if obviously it's, it's different, isn't it? If you want a bit of stability, you're sick of shooting for the stars and missing. I can see why you move on for Jameis. But if I'm a franchise like Cincy, like maybe even the Jags, like her, even the New York, a middle of the road team who maybe hasn't got the the position they'd want to go and get the quarterback back they, they'd like, low-risk, gear, take the brakes off, see what he's got. I've heard a few people talk about Jameis to the Jags, and that is not something I'm pro. I, I don't think that takes us forward <laughs> as a franchise. So, um, but um, it, it's, it's obvious... It's not going to take you backwards, though, is it? 
uh, sideways and spiraling to infinity. Um, but yeah, the books have just signed Andomacan Sue, so they're obviously in win now mode. I'd like to see him at the Chargers. I think with the weapons that they've got there, the receiving weapons that are big targets that Jameis will just throw stuff up to them and hope for the best. I think that's probably his best landing spot. Well, I think there's one of one of two in the Chargers, and it's either Cam or Jameis. And let's not forget the, the Chargers have just built that new stadium. They're moving in. They need to get bums on seats. And Tyrod Taylor is not going <laughs> to get bums on seats in that stadium. It's not going to happen. So he's not selling no shirts. That's he sure. ain't selling no shirts, mate. So my my best guess is either, and I would probably say Cam over Jameis, provided that he can get through a physical. And if he can get through a physical and he can stay fit, then Cam Newton's your man at the Chargers. But Jameis is getting Jameis is getting a gig. I could say, I mean, it all, I guess it all depends on the draft as well. You know, why can't he, the Redskins? Yeah, Haskins looked okay for points last season. Are the skins going to go to Burrow? Who knows? But why draft um, Haskins and then Burrow doesn't make any sense. Haskins is shit. Jameis can go in there and do a, a great job in there because um, who was who was it? Keenum at the skins last season. Who was it? Yeah, who was it? Yeah. And he's gone anyway, isn't he? He's gone to be the backup somewhere else. So. The Browns. Let's talk about the Browns again. I think it was yeah, the Browns. It has gone to the Browns, <laughs> correct. But so so there's there's a gap. Uh, there's a gap at the Redskins, and the likelihood that they're going to have two two rookie or a rookie QB and a first year QB, I, I can't see it. So you know we've not even mentioned Andy Dalton yet. That was somebody else's remit, I reckon. But um, I'd like to see one of those QBs at, at the Chargers, be that Cam or Jameis. I think Jameis Winston's great. And I think he's 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 good. He's good for the league. I'd like to see him go somewhere where he's got targets. I think if he goes to somewhere like Cincinnati, where there's, I mean, AJ, maybe if he can get back to full health, but there's no one else there, and it will just be an absolute shit show if he's throwing yeah, someone, it. Someone like, you say you say that, but someone like John Ross with that sort of speed, and it might not might not be the most ridiculous order, shout. Order, he's not going to the Bengals. AJ Green. <laughs> He's not going to the Bengals. Bengals are drafted Drew Burrow first overall, and he's starting week one. It's yeah, not, it's got, not even a conversation. You've got a point. Okay, let's let's have a quick look at some of the other QBs that have been on the the old managerial merry-go-round, so to speak. Um, seems seems like this year they've been more than usual. So the it's a funny one because you 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 want to get the right guy, but equally uh, as 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 we'll maybe come on to with Cam being being released you sort of qbs want to have want to have a chance to find the, their right landing spot as well uh let's start with uh craig's favorite quarterback in the nfl uh who's been at the the san diego chargers the los angeles chargers for 412 years fathering 8762 children in that time but he's taking a he's he's taking a little road trip to indy how about so, that so rivers to indy and uh we talked about this, and obviously it's well documented. I can't stand Philip Rivers as a player. I don't have him. I don't like him as a human being, but as a player, what about I think as a he's... father. Yeah, yeah, Pro- <laughs> proper, proper cunt. But uh, <laughs> trying to trying to keep it limited to him as a player, right? And I, I, I actually tried to do this. <laughs> I tried to do this balance. Do you get me? I tried to try and actually evaluate him. But when you go, when you actually dig. <laughs> When you deep dive into Philip, 
He's worse than you think. <laughs> like, he's a, he's actually... deep dive into Philip. Yeah, he's... <laughs> uh, that's what she said. And uh, he just, he's, just, he's just awful. You'd think he's got so many kids, he'd be half decent. No, I'm joking. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Philip has gone to Indy, and for the life of me, um, I cannot see why. You consider Philip Rivers, and you think... He's led the league in passing, uh, and he's always there and thereabouts. He only he's, he's done that once, and it was for less than five thousand yards. Twenty fifteen. This is at a time between 20, 2010 and uh, well, twenty twelve and twenty sixteen, when we got all the rule changes, when we started not knowing what a catch was. He he played in the most forgiving era of football. Um, you consider him as somebody who's you know pretty pretty uh, effective in terms of the quarterback, he's always been sort of labelled this top five quarterback. He only ever... His record TD haul in one season was 34 touchdowns. So to give you an idea of the type of players he's around, that's Vinny Testaverde, that's Andy Dalton. That's, in fact, Blake Bortles in his short career had one year with 35. Like, the guy is AIDS, mate. You look at his nine seasons with eight plus fumbles six seasons with 15 plus interceptions three of those with 20 plus interceptions and two years he led the league in that category he only once rushed for 100 yards i mean what do you six postseason appearances and he lost three times in the individual round uh and twice he went out one and done he made one afc championship and got beat played with great players the damian thompson Arguably the first ever slashback, uh, Antonio Gates, which they will tell you every time they show him on the on the screen that he played basketball. Uh, Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, Williams, the list goes on. North Turner, when everyone thought North Turner was an offensive genius, and the guy's just not delivered. He is back, if not below average. Cannot see this decision by the Colts. Don't understand it. Um, and what makes it, it's hard to think because you kind of want to put it into context and you're thinking, okay, you know, it's one year deal, no big commitment, but 25 million. They've got huge amounts of cat space at Colts. I kind of feel like they went into the shop and bought the first thing they could see. Like, take the time, Indy. I don't understand it. They've got some great pieces there. Marlon Matt, Malik Hooker, Darius Leonard, um, Braden Smith. They've got some good bits. This, I, I mean... Unless you, you roll in the dice and, and think you might win one, maybe he goes there motivated, but I cannot understand it. I, I'll be surprised. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's benched by week eight. Um, this, I, I couldn't stink anymore to me. Hate this move. So you're on the fence about it? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, as a fan of another AFC South team, I'm delighted by this move and delighted yes. that. <laughs> For two reasons, really, because we also have QB question marks at Jacksonville, and the fact that we managed to dodge both the Brady and the Rivers bullet this offseason is <laughs> a real weight off. Facts. <laughs> oh, I feel exactly the same, and I, I didn't think Brissett was that bad. Genuinely didn't. I thought second you know, half of the season he tailed off a lot. I thought he had to deal with T.Y. for quite a bit as well, and and um, his injury. So you know, there were there were factors to, to deal with that. I think Brissett will be back and in mid-season. Before I did, I did, Brissett I got injured, disagree he was a more effective quarterback. Nah. It was You're, only after his injury. You, you've got to remember, Craig, that you, you take into account like numbers that you said there, but that those Chargers teams often had 
revolving doors offensive line. They had to deal with a huge amount of injuries. There was a lot of seasons that he lost injuries. Season, yeah, not him, but the the weapons around him and his offensive line around him. He had to deal with an awful lot of that for season after season. It was documented that the Chargers were jinxed when it came to injuries on the offense, and yet he's still. I'm like, I'm not saying that he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but he's nowhere near below average. Yeah, he's got a shitty uh, style of throwing the ball, but he's a much better quarterback than you're giving him credit for, and I think he'll do a decent job in Indy. Wasted the Damian Tomlinson's career, wasted Antonio Gates's career, two all-time he did. pros. He yes, didn't he waste anything. Did. The Jets wasted LT's career when he went there, didn't they? Mm. Anyway. The year that we got I, <laughs> I've got to say, we saw what happened when Eli fell off a cliff. He didn't come back from that, and I don't think there's any coming back from it for Rivers either. Yeah, I, I, I see I see him as the same same as Brady now, just tailed off too much. And I, I, not, I think it's going to be laughable. Giving him too much credit. He is not in... Who's been around for a long time? Just name anyone. Uh, I, well, sorry, let McCowan. me clarify. I'm I don't understand, like Craig, McCowan. you're agreeing with you. Joe Josh Flacco. McCowan. Joe Flacco. Not even Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco won. Josh McCown. He's a, and, and he's not as good a character guy as Josh McCown. So if you need a backup, don't get Phil. Get Josh. <laughs> Man, Josh Josh McCown in the, um, was it the uh, Amazon, whatever the Amazon Prime thing that covers the season? Yeah. All uh, or nothing. All or nothing. All or nothing. There's a bit, there's a bit at the end of that where Josh McCown's got to win a game to get them into the, get them into the playoffs or win a playoff game. It was oh, win a playoff the, game. It was against the Bills, yeah. I think, wasn't it? The last and, game of the season. I think it's I think it's their playoff game and he comes off after they've lost their playoff game and is just like he looks like a broken man. It's it's worth watching. Like I didn't enjoy all or nothing this season. I thought it was a bit bit shit and they didn't have the access that they've had before, but that moment is worth watching the whole thing for. Like heartbreaking sport sporting moments. Anyway, Josh, sorry, I've totally Josh, taken Josh this down. McCown. I never expected us to go there. There you go. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Okay, st- staying in the AFC South, Ryan Tannehill, who was you know, another of the free agents on offer. Tennessee have given him not massive, massive money, but a fair, a fair chunk of money to stay. This this one I'm I'm largely pleased about, um, partly because it meant that any a bit like Pat, any Brady or Rivers rumors um, didn't come to pass. Uh, yeah, we we all saw the the mock-ups of Brady twelve in a, a Titans uniform and, and probably most other uniforms, but that, that didn't happen. There were obviously connections there with Brable and the, the phone call and everything else, but you know, they've decided to stick with Tannehill. I think it's, it's probably the safe move right now. And Tannehill's a guy who can, who can win you games, um, a decent, a decent roster, um, I've some some free agency moves that the Titans are making. I'm not entirely pleased about. I think Casey leaving seems a bit cheap, um, but yeah, it, it's almost like they're making room for somebody. I'd like to think it was going to be Jadavian Clowney, but I don't think that's going to happen now. Uh, but yeah, Tannehill's a guy they've decided to pay, and yeah, I'm, I'm reasonably pleased with that. It's difficult to fully analyse until after the draft and ev- and everything else, but you know, a guy who seems to want to play for the team who, who can do well. Mark? I, I, yeah. I can't understand why there was ever a conversation about him going anywhere else. Once you, It just seems mm. like it was a perfect situation that he landed in. After he came to the Titans and after he started starting, I think he led the league in passer rating. He led the league in yards per attempt. Um, the, the stats were completely in his favour. 
um, it seems ridiculous that the team, I, you don't know if they actually did, but considered ever looking elsewhere um, because it was, it felt like it was the perfect fit. And it that transformed you into what became a Super Bowl contending team. Um, and I think the fact that you've kept him and you've kept Derek Henry um, means that you're, you know, just as exciting a team going into next season. And as yeah, things I think... stand, sorry, I was going to say, as things stand, he's the ninth highest paid quarterback in the league. So you would expect him to be more than a one a half season wonder. Yeah, and he will have to be, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think there's, nothing to, there's absolutely nothing to suggest that he can't be, though, because, you know, every game he tailed off, I, I guess, a bit in the playoffs when they went very run heavy. Um, but everything to suggest his performances in the regular season were as good as anybody else in the league. And that, and that he did. He did what I didn't expect him to do, if I'm honest. And that's be a leader. He came in and he instantly just rather than being a sort of backup quarterback who's, oh, um. I'm using someone else's playbook and I'm I'm just fitting in and doing a job. He just immediately um <clears throat> pulled the team with him in a, in a new direction and galvanized everything. He he connected quickly with um AJ Brown as well, didn't he? They yeah, they yeah. they worked well. Obviously they had Henry doing a lot of a lot of donkey work, but the 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 formations that he found with with AJ Brown and um God, the other name escapes me. The other young receiver, Corey Davis. Uh, Corey, well, oh, not young, but Corey Davis. But I know he spent a lot of the season out injured as well, doesn't he? But either way, he he performed well. I think Tyron Hill and he like um, said turned him into Super Bowl. Mark said Super Bowl contending team when when they moved on from Mariota. I never understood the hate for Tyron Hill in the first place. I I wasn't Adam, a big Adam fan. Gase. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it, it's funny how it seems obvious now. Um, but yeah, a, a lot of wasted years in Miami, it would seem, um, and a big injury to be fair as well. Yeah, you know, he, he had the ACL, um, which and he, uh, he's obviously now bounced back more than more than strongly from that. Okay, mo- moving moving on. Although Pat, you don't want me to move on clearly. I was just going to say we need to warn Craig before we say the name Adam Gase. He winced visibly when we did that. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes you worry. It makes you worry for Donald because if if Tannehill is there with all that talent that he clearly still has, and Gase is meant to be this QB whisperer, and that's why he was given the job um, and why he got to draft Tannehill. If he like is so quick to get him out the door and virtually giving him away, um, and then he he starts performing like this, it makes you worry for like other quarterbacks that are under his tutelage. And like, bro, and the guys, if you heard him talk, it just don't make no sense. Everybody <laughs> said it from the Jets with and the me immediately. I have never, and I don't want to go off on a tangent, but I, in any sport, seen in the same year, hope and despair happen so quickly. All positive, <laughs> everything looked great. There was these play. I've never. The year was it last last the beginning of last season when we. I don't remember being as excited for a year as a Jets fan. That hope feels a long time ago, doesn't it? Uh, it, it was over by week one, <laughs> literally by week. I think we won week one by week two, and it, it was it was just decimated. You, you, it, you lost to the you lost to the Bills in week one, but whatever. There, but there we go. So okay, quick, Adam quick, Case is, is AIDS. Sorry. Quick glimpse into the future, Craig, and Sam Darnold's probably going to have a five or six year career at the Jets. It's just going to tail off every single year. Someone will then pick him up as a backup 
and he'll yeah. come in the and suddenly set the world on fire <laughs> and everyone will go, oh, oh yeah, well, big, yeah, Adam Gase. Oh, yeah. by the end of this year. If he doesn't perform, he'll be gone and we'll still get the best years of time. Uh, Darnold, Darnold will have had a, a bit of experience and no one will blame him because we all know Crazy Gase was behind the wheel. So you'll have Rivers yeah. next year? No. <laughs> <laughs> On no, he's, he's, he's committed to Indy. I'm not letting him out of the AFC South. And, you know. <laughs> um, someone who has left the AFC South, um, Nicholas Foles. Uh, the Jags are going to go with Minshew. Nick Foles off to the Chicago Bears. Uh, and presumably what? competing <clears throat> and, and winning that job. I don't know. What a it's... fucking, what a, what a deal the bears i don't get it i don't understand yeah all right so trubisky's now into his final season of his rookie contract you know they're not going to pay him so they've got one season left why why bother Doesn't i don't know why sense. you're worried russ your cardinals are going to be great next season yeah we'll, we'll get on to that <laughs> <laughs> pat as the uh the last team in charge of nick Foles, although you never saw that much of him um, no, I mean, I was delighted when I heard this news because it means we're well, it means we're almost definitely going to be riding with Minshew next year. And Minshew was exciting. We know he went six and six, but he was still exciting. Um, it's an interesting trade in terms of we're we're sucking up a nineteen million dollar cap hit next year as part of the exchange. So the Bears have got him fairly cheap, I think, as a maybe a stopgap. Um, Bears fans seem relatively pleased about it and like you know behind a better offensive line we know he can be functional like he was at the Eagles this is exactly what I was thinking when we signed him last summer I was like yeah give him the benefit of the doubt this could be all right it wasn't all right Bears fans you've got you've got horrible <laughs> times ahead of you still better than Trubisky in, uh, in, fairness, in fairness two good he drives he had broke his, he broke his collarbone on the first drive of the first game of the season and then came back and he just he couldn't get going. So and then he was, he was how hiding to nothing at that point Two as well games? because yeah, everyone wanted Minshew. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. because Minshew had come in and done his business. So Foles has he, done things in this league. He's you know the, like find me another quarterback that's been a Super Bowl MVP. Find me another quarterback. that's available. That's available. Yeah. Find find yeah. me another quarterback that's had a season that when he first came into the league that he, the type of season he had. Um, there, there were arguments for over the last couple of years that he was better than Wentz at the Eagles, and yeah, he he wasn't brilliant last year when he got the chance to play. But he was he was a he was flogging a dead horse at that point. He's he's absolutely an upgrade on Trubisky, and I don't think there's much doubt of that. I I think that he'll be starting by week three, week four. The thing that he can't do is stay fit. And if if he can stay fit and healthy, I think he'll do all right there. I don't think it's the exciting move that Bears fans wanted. You know, I think they were crying out for someone like a Cam. Um, but it's, I, I don't think it's that terrible a move if he can stay healthy. I think there's an interesting, the fact that there's going to be more playoff teams this coming season, if they can sneak into the playoffs. He see, I, I don't know how much of this is just myth and legend about him becoming a playoff you know, one of those quarterbacks that comes alive in the playoffs, but if they can get in there, the experience he has gives them a chance. Yeah, well, the second half of last season, he looked more like a washing line than a, a playoff quarterback, so we'll see how that goes. I think, to be honest, this is a deal that works well for both sides. Yeah. Okay. It, gets, it gets that contract off of, off of your uh, off of your roster anyway, doesn't it? 
Well, that's a, that's a lot of it. That's a lot. It is. It's a lot of dead cap, but <laughs> it means they'd have to part with him, and they can now fully focus on Minshew. Okay, the Panthers, as we've touched on already, have released Cam Newton. Now, they they're not going to release a fit Cam Newton, are they? But yeah, he's he's going to end up somewhere. Whether I'm doubting that it's he's going to be a starter though. Um, it's just wow. which is sad for him. With, with... if he's fit. And looking at his incredibly difficult to decipher Instagram and Twitter, <laughs> which is fucking horrible, by the way. Um, you know, he's he's saying all the right things. He's given all the right messages. He's, you know, the come and get me kind of plea. Now he's a free agent. Um, but any team that does decide to take a, a chance on him is going to be on a on a minimal contract or on a cheap contract, and he's going to have to pass the physical. And it will be a, a pretty <laughs> Which at the minute physical. he can't do. <laughs> yeah. So until he can pass a physical, no one's going to do anything. But if for, a, for a, a cheap punt, you know, like I said before, someone like the Chargers, maybe the Redskins, someone could really, you know, they could have an absolute sort of goldmine on their hands if he, if he can stay healthy. Just get him on a rolling one-year contract. See what happens. Yeah, it's, it could if be I'm, one of those with not not much to lose, couldn't it? Absolutely. For me, if I'm the Steelers, I make a move for him. I think you mentioned that he won't he won't cost big money, but I still see Cam as a starter. There are few players in this league who, on form, just look better than everyone else. Uh, you know, we're talking Megatron. Julio Jones, Barry Sanders. I can't think of many more. Who else? There have been players. three three players in the Phil history Rivers. of the NFL. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <But> players <laughs> in which it, when they're on when they're on form, no one else seems like they can play with them. And Cam is one of those players. Granted, didn't do it over a long enough period of time. And injuries have really, really hurt him. But Cam on form is as, you know, as good as any player that many of us have seen in the NFL. So I, I think absolute pun. And I think Steelers, somewhere like the Steelers, where good culture, strong ownership, good head coach, where he's got to humble himself a little bit. He's a, you know, for me, Cam is what, you know, the 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 level up that of Big Ben. He he is the the antithesis, the the, uh, the sorry, the zenith of, of what a Big Ben can offer. So I, I, I think I think he's got a, a place in this league. And if he can be fit, I'd be doing everything I could to get Cam Newton. To suggest that Cam Newton next year is a better option than Ben Roethlisberger is ludicrous. You're th- you're yeah yeah Big Ben. I said it back up. I said Big Ben. Big Ben is is still a starter in this league. Cam Newton was a good starter in this league. Three years ago, he's like you he's, he's not that player anymore. He's not that. He's not that player anymore. Oh no, he's there. He's not that player anymore. When last like did Cam Newton? Cam when Newton last was, did he been do anything special? He's still a better player than Cam Newton is. When? How do? You, why are you saying that? When? Well, how because, can we know? Because Cam Newton hasn't done anything for three but, years, and he's been in injured the entire time. But what I'm saying is, there's a. I definitely believe Cam Newton has a higher ceiling, and there is very few players who are. Yeah, who had Cam, this in a, four years ago had a much higher ceiling. 
you have displayed that they are bigger and better than everyone else. That's what if people who drafted him in fantasy think, oh, he's it, Cam Newton. It's so no. easy. Name. He's a name. Mark, That's Mark, why I'm suggesting Eric Cantor. Too, 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 too much, Mark. Too much, Mark. What I'm saying too much is, of both as, of you. Let's please as, can we move on? That's enough. Backup, That's enough. I've, I've, I've put my foot down. I've put my foot down. <laughs> oh, Golden Bennett. Right. Let's 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 move on to Cam's possible replacement, Teddy Bridgewater. Um, right, right move for the Panthers. It's a again possibly a bit of a gamble with with injuries and fitness. Um. They're not trying to win this year, though, are they? That's a massive rebuild. I think they're just using him as a steady hand to get through. So hopefully they can draft someone. The, the, the losses that that team have gone through, they, they, it's it's Christian McCaffrey and then a bunch of nobodies now. Yeah. Yeah. And like you say, Rich is, Rich is trying to talk on mute, by the way, um, just to just to let That's you know. That's not helpful, is it? Not really. Um, I, Didn't hear I, any of that. I love, I love this. I think this is a great move for the Panthers. Um, I think there's... Teddy has done good things wherever he's gone. Um, he was unlucky with that injury at the Vikings. And you look at what he did there where, I mean, does anyone remember that the Vikings actually won the NFC North when he was there? I, I totally forgotten that until I went and had a look. Um, but I do think that, you know, after that, after the, you know, the, the, the season he had for the saints where came in as a starter, when breeze went down, went five and Oh, nine touchdowns two two interceptions that's those are good numbers those are starting qb numbers and yes that's a strong offense but i think i think he's the kind of player who can elevate people around him and i think that he'll do a really good job there yeah i think you're right rich bridgewater surprised me how well he did when he came in at the saints and perhaps he shouldn't have but i was skeptical um i wanted to ask are you surprised that they got rid of uh, kyle allen um not really I, not really I'm not. I don't think he. I think he showed that he he didn't. He struggled in a lot of situations. I think the offense, the offense that they built around Cam, can work with Teddy in it. I think it's a plug and play for that offense. Um, it gives them the QB running threat that they really lacked last year, um, alongside Christian McCaffrey. I, I think they've got better wide receivers than people think they do. I don't think they're great wide receivers, but I think as a core, they are an above average set. Um, and I think they'll, I think they'll do all right. Um, I think it's the fit as much as anything that works here, and the fact that he's not going to cost them a fortune. I quite like Bridgewater. I think he's he's a clearly a decent guy, and he's it's brilliant that he's managed to come back from the injury. I think he's a really average quarterback. Um, I think he will do okay there. The the spell that he had in the Saints, I think his his yards per attempt was the lowest in the league for that for that period. So they made it really really piss easy for him to succeed, um, and when you're throwing the ball to the kind of weapons and you've got the like Kamara, Michael Thomas around him, you're going to do all right. Um, he, he clearly did well enough to win those games, but you're going into a very different situation in a team that's rebuilding with a different head coach. That isn't a, an offensive genius. Um, you try and tell me he's going to do as well there. I think, I think he'll do all right, but I don't think it'll be any more than that. You're determined to be wrong on every single one of these, Mark. We'll see. You'll see at the end of next season, won't we, Hacker? Next. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, another big contract, Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. No one uh, cares. This, this, no one. Yeah, it feels, <laughs> it's, it's one of those, isn't it? I mean, no one cares about people re-signing at the same team. Yeah, he, he was an interesting one, this one. It's an interesting one. So it's $66 million over two years, adding to the final year of his $84 million three-year contract before. So 
33 million dollars a year up until he's 35 basically and someone said it was mark said below average quarterback that's a nice segue into this because i've always been pretty like underwhelmed by cousins particularly for the amount he earns and i would i like to be nice and not an arse about people so i had a little look to see whether i was being fair or whether i was being harsh and his qb ratings across the various metrics are all pish like with the exception <laughs> of completions per attempts which is fourth he's like lower half of mid table in the majority of statistics so considering that to be the fifth best paid quarterback just two million dollars behind Russell Wilson is ludicrous and you know they've extended that and they'll have another three years of medium quality performance and maybe make the second round of the playoffs if they're looking great he's he's the ultimate system quarterback which is why Shanahan was well potentially going to try and get him at the Niners he can do you know the, the stuff that you want is to see the open guy and throw to the open guy and that's what he does well if he's got to do more than that he sort of he just he struggles Okay. Um, I think he's better than Teddy Bridgewater. I think Teddy Bridgewater's better than Kirk Cousins. Wow. We'll <laughs> see this year. We we will <laughs> Not find a out. Chance. Okay. My favorite um, fact last year was that he had um, 63 rushing yards across the season, which is one less than Sam Darnold and three more than Matt Stafford, who got broken pretty early on. <laughs> Matt Statue. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, another guy on the move, Marcus Mariota, is a Las Vegas Raider, and it sounds weird saying that in any context. Um, that's, I, I kind of, I don't actually have a lot to say on this. Um, we good all know Derek, how much good, I love that for, guy. Good for Derek Carr. Good for, well, <laughs> yeah, but he, he he could be he could be one of these guys. You know, it's not as if he's he's never. He's never won anything or never never looked good at times. I don't think after he broke his leg at the end of his second season that he was ever the same player. I I held it deep in deep somewhere that if you get a fully fit Marcus Mariota that he would he would come good. It uh, he didn't in Tennessee. He may not in in Las Vegas, uh, but I I wish him well and I hope I hope that he does. Uh, another guy who apparently. Might have a starting job at the Chargers, Tyrod Taylor. Now, Mark, as his his biggest fan, <laughs> um, how's this going to go? Um, I think he will start. Um, they'll. It, it seems likely that they'll draft, um, and all, all the consensus is they'll go for Justin, whatever his name is, Justin Herbert. Is that it? Yeah. Um, I think that that seems to be the smart move. Um, and they will do exactly what the Browns did with Baker Mayfield. They'll say he's going to start. He'll start for the first two weeks. He'll be boring as shite. Nothing will happen. He won't throw any interceptions, but he'll also throw about 60 yards a game. Um, the fans will get bored, and Herbert will be starting by week four. Which because is... that's what Tyrod Taylor does. He's he's you know he, he's a, he's a below average game manager. Um, he doesn't make too many mistakes. But he he misses open receivers when he does make mistakes and he doesn't throw the ball very far. Better or worse than Teddy Bridgewater. He's he's worse than Teddy Bridgewater. He also he also he also shouldn't be starting for the Panthers. Tyrod Taylor is a poor man's Lamar Jackson. A very poor man's Lamar Lamar Jackson. He's a a tramp's Lamar Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) But. And and but when Jackson when Lamar came in and everybody was like, Oh my god, this all this kid can do is run, that's kind of a lot of what 
Tyrod Taylor does. Doesn't throw yeah. very far. No, no, he doesn't throw. He doesn't throw very far, and he's his first instinct. He check. He looks at his first read. If his first read's not available, he he tucks the ball and he runs. Um, yeah, he's there's not an awful lot to say more about Tyrod Taylor. He's bland. He's average, and he's he won't be starting there by mid by week six. Okay, no. there you go. Not a lot more to Sell say. Out let's, not, let's let's not say any more. Uh, other non QB related stuff that's been going on now as an AFC South fan. Pat, you'll be joining me in this. Let's celebrate a certain trade that the Houston Texans have, have made with the Arizona Cardinals. I can't I just I, I can't get my head around any of it. Go on, my cards. My cards, mate. My cards. Uh, incredible, Russ. Incredible. It came um, on the heels of us giving away um Calais Campbell for a fifth round pick as well. So I was reeling from that and really hurting. And then suddenly someone made a much worse trade in for my near neighbours, and that was a very kind of them to make me feel better about Hop- Hopkins and a fourth for David Johnson and a second. It just like especially when they've got, you know, for for Kingsbury, who's now, you know, Kirk, another year out of Fitzgerald, now Hopkins, they've They've got Drake, or they, they, who is, you know, who showed his class towards the back end of last season. They really like Chase Edmonds. You know, that all of a sudden, that the plan that um, was coming together, they've got, a, they've got a decent enough O line. Murray's mobile. They're, they're going to do all right, the Cardinals. They're, they're not, they're, they're coming together nicely. Edmonds is quality. I mean, the clue's in the name. The other thing I'd say <laughs> is them. Um, Fuck yeah. off, Pat. <laughs> he's not going to that... sleep with you <laughs> he might he's staying on that list though <laughs> but the other thing about this is how it seems to have unsettled to Sean Watson you know you can't afford to give away your blue chip top tier talent if you're a legitimate um, Super Bowl challenging team which is what the Texans have done and they've also upset their other blue chip top tier talent so it's it's a really dangerous trade they, they bought him Randall Cobb though didn't they so uh, like for like prop from yeah. This seems to me to smack of why you don't have your head coach and your GM being the same person. Because if the coach doesn't get on with someone, and Bill O'Brien clearly doesn't seem to get on with anybody, at least if you don't get on with them, you've got the GM there that can say, well, you know what, sod you, you're going to have to get on with him because he's one of the top three wide receivers in the NFL right now. Whereas you've got Bill O'Brien and he's got his, you've got your little devil on one side saying, I'll oh, get rid of him. And then on the other side, it's the same little devil saying, oh, go on, then let's do it. Let's trade him for nothing. Um, and all of a sudden he's gone. It's ridiculous. And if that guy, if they had anybody above him that made any sense, he'd be sacked because it's one of the worst trades I've ever, ever seen. As a Niners fan, all I can say is thank God the Rams are giving away everyone they can for fuck all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I must admit, my first when this dropped, my first reaction was exactly what everyone said. Exactly the same. What the fuck? But having pondered it a bit, I still think the you value realize that's still the right opinion? Well, I realize <laughs> the va- the va- the value is mad. That's the bit that I can't get. Because actually, I wouldn't I wouldn't hate the approach of selling high. Now here the the reason I say it is because Last year, there was times where they was in a pickle and Hopkins couldn't get them out of it. Now, there was a lot of focus on Deshaun pressure. And you could argue, was it his his performances and poor mistakes, whatever, for sure. But Hop, uh, Hopkins wasn't able to 
to really be an impactful player, that go-to player that, that maybe we all would have expected the year before. So I'm not mad at saying, do you know what? Can we replace a receiver other than running back? Maybe the you know the easiest position to 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 replace. But it's the value. I cannot is, understand why you don't get more. Is that not like you, you talk about his performances last season and stuff? Is that not a part to do with? Is the fact that he was basically their only receiving weapon? Will Fuller is perennially injured. Kiki QT was injured for a lot of last season. I don't think they particularly fancy him. They brought in Kenny Stills, who, you know, is Kenny Stills. Um, so it was all, and they and and they had bloody Carlos Hyde and um, Duke Johnson running the ball, didn't they? They 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 they, had, they they were lucky. I think they were lucky to get to the position they got to last season, and the fact that they made the playoffs and and were were ahead against the the Chiefs for for that you know half a football or three quarters of a half a football was quite frankly a bit of a miracle. Um, and you know maybe 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 well it's madness there's there's, there's no other could, way of thinking you you could i suppose maybe bill o'brien uh assigned those victories the length they went to d dub and not hopkins maybe. as as somebody watching that team and I, because i was such a fan of what um watson i watched texans way more than i i would have ever typically and as a fan of Hopkins, he didn't stand out. He wasn't Mike Evans, probably one of his down years. But if you watched the Barks last year, if they needed a deep, big play or a big first down, he he, he came up but, with it. But they had, Chris, God, they, had they had Chris God, they had Chris Godwin on Any the other difference? side running routes. No, there is difference because they had that dual air threat. But you've got Fuller, you, you've got got Fuller no, and you've got Fuller the better injured. quarterback. You've got no. Fuller and the better quarterback. Uh, look, I'm a Hopkins fan. I'm just saying I can see I can I, I can see the logic but what I can't understand is the value rich yeah I think I think for me I'm I'm with you on the value thing like I I, I cannot understand how Bill O'Brien makes trades because we've seen over the last two or three seasons he has made a number of trades where you can only imagine that rather than him touting a player around the league and getting the best value he can for them he's just have someone come to him with the trade offer and has gone, yeah, that seems all right. I'll go with that. Why not? <laughs> he allegedly compared him to Aaron Hernandez. He and did. said he had too many, too, too many white baby mamas knocking around. It's fucking yes. madness. Yeah, and then there was that video that went around. Right. There was that video that went around that was Bill O'Brien getting into it with a fan and the man that's leading him away from the fight is... Yeah. Hopkins. Like who's the most mature man in that particular dynamic? And, and when you consider the Cardinals were desperate to get rid of David Johnson, and to, to end up of, of virtually <laughs> trading him for, oh, okay. for Hopkins, it's, it's ludicrous. They should have got at least a first rounder, if not two first round picks, for him. Yes, yeah, that's that's and, where I am. And, totally. And and they've had crocked running backs in the past, so I don't know why you go and get. Don't get me wrong, on his day, David Johnson is as good as any running back in the league, but why go and get a Crocs running back Yeah, but he did get... for your best I know. receiver? He was, he was good three years ago, Craig, so you probably really rate him still. <laughs> it's comfortably the worst trade of the off-season so far. 
ever. I can't think of a trade that I've ever known that's as bad as this. It, it's it's almost it's like in fantasy it would be vetoed. You know, it's, it's ludicrous. <laughs> oh yeah, hundred yes. percent. Um, right, <laughs> let's let's. This is I've got... in the Dougie trade rookie, two seasons ago. The rookie, oh, the rookie oh, of yeah, the league yeah. ends up giving up everything the first day that he realised. That's what this map. I go get that. I can only assume that Bill O'Brien and Kingsbury are like the same person somehow, and he's just doing him a favour. I can't. It's like all, Finkel it's all is dodgy. Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn is Finkel. <laughs> right, I've got three. We've got three more guys to talk about on this list, and we're going to be a two-hour podcast. So I'm going to make these one-sentence previews for how, or two-sentence previews for how their their seasons are going to go. Previews. So some sentence <laughs> previews. Todd Gurley to Atlanta. So this one, uh, much like, I suppose, um, well, less so than David Johnson, but you immediately kind of think with Todd Gurley, where they've just bought a cropped running back. Um, but let's just remember, remind ourselves of, of who Todd Gurley is, former rookie of the year, offensive player of the year, two rushing, uh, two-time rushing touchdown leader, two first-team all-pros. Um, uh, you know, if there is anything, if, the, if they... Tie them that cartilage, that knee together, mate. Do whatever. If you can just, if he can hold that body together, I, I think it's a great move for Atlanta. When you've got the the some of the weapons they've they've got, and I, I must admit, I've never been a big Freeman fan. He always seemed to overperform for me. I didn't, I don't rate him as a football player. I I, I think this is a great move. Six mil, one year, very very low risk, um, and their O line's all right. Somehow they kept Matt Ryan alive. The run blocking's pretty good. I actually I don't hate this move at all. If he if, if if he's got knees, if he's got no knees, then then it's a problem. But if he's got knees, it's all right. I'll tell you a man who does hate this move, Jamie Byram. So I hope he I hope Gurdy goes off for two and a half thousand yards also, just, just to I mean, prove it, Jamie wrong. It would make <laughs> sense for them to go and get Matt Brader as well. I think if they went and got Matt Brader as a bit of a um. Yeah, another sort of crock to running back that they can share the workload a little bit. And, you know, they've got Ito Smith and whatever. But I think it, for six million for one year, as Craig says, it's fucking, it's a no-brainer. Okay. The guy's been Next. injured for a year and a half. Yeah, so he's not played. Yeah, yeah. He's had a great, yeah, great, great time. Or he's had a lot of rest. Shy, only just it. shy of a thousand yards. So in, in, a, in a bad Rams team, which looked like they, they'd forgotten sort of how to play football so i'm not i know he's been hurt players can come back from injury mark's writing players off not giving anyone no <laughs> second chances i think contracts. Sure he's got a better chance than cam newton but he's like i know he just like I think af- is. after that yeah but i mean he's, he's a running back this is what happens to him when they stop they stop okay next up that that went well. One sentence, didn't it? Or two sentences. <laughs> <laughs> right, next up, Stefan Diggs off to the Buffalo Bills. <sighs> that was it. That's just... <laughs> <laughs> we, we, I mean, yeah. We've needed uh, a difference maker at wide receiver. You've got enough for... toilet roll there in Swindon, Mark. That's all... <laughs> <laughs> there isn't enough. I've bought it all. Um, <laughs> We, we've needed a difference maker at wide receiver for, for since the days of Eric Moulds. Um, it's we we Who? exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, this is like mid nineties. Um, 
I think what we spent on him is probably what you know was was about right for for his level. It's probably what the um, the Texans should have tried to get for for Hopkins. It's nice to have a wide receiver that you know teams are actually going to have to to a scheme against to try and stop. I think his job, you know, brilliant route runner, um, quick guy, can take the top off a of defense. It means that the, the entire secondary and, and defense is going to have to take a step back to account for him. Um, I think it's going to hopefully free up some some winnable matchups for John Brown. It's going to help Cole Beasley immensely. It's going to help Devin Singletary immensely because we've got a guy that teams are going to have to plan to stop. And we haven't had that for years. Um, so the one question mark is from his point of view is his attitude. Um, and you never quite know what you're going to get with him. He's, he's one of those, you know, I'm going to send cryptic tweets type of guys, but I'd like to think that McBean is the, the kind of head coach and, and GM combination that can, that can settle him down. Um, it's, it's no bones about it from a Bill's point of view. It's a fantastic move. It's exactly the type of weapon we need. And we've gone from, I think, you know, a pretty average wide receiving quarter now, arguably one of the better in the league. I think it's, I think it's a good move. And I think the attitude thing is overblown. I think it's a media hashtag narrative and Mark, you've been on the receiving end of those. So you know what it's like. (laughs) (laughs) Don't know what you mean. (laughs) Also, also all you need now is a quarterback who can throw to him. Yeah, that is, that is an issue. One thing thing that it doesn't address is the size. So it's actually a valid point. Um, you know, a lot of, there was a lot of talk going into it when we were going, who we were going to draft at 22. And there was someone saying that T Higgins, because he's this big six foot three, six foot four guy with a big radius. Um, we, other than Duke Williams, we still don't have a wide receiver that's over six foot. So we don't have uh, that tall guy. Um, and so if Josh Allen does chuck something three years, three yards over someone's head, um, then, you know, they're still not going to go and get it, but he's, if anyone can run a route and get separation that hopefully if he can be accurate enough, at least it's someone that's going to be able to get into positions where he can throw in the ball. So, you know, we'll see Josh Allen's got to make improvements from year two to year three. And, but at least he, he certainly can't argue about the wide receiver call that he's got now to be able to do it. You got a was great it, defense. Was it, wasn't this no. trade announced like the day after the Hopkins or maybe even the same day as the Hopkins trade? Very, the, very, it was the next literally UK time. day after, which makes it looks that Hopkins trade looks so much worse. Because I, 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 <laughs> I do, I think, I think Diggs is a, is a, is a great move um, and, and will we'll ha- has to improve you. Yeah. yeah, it says that we, we were obviously going to take a wide receiver at 22. And I think they've decided that they would rather take digs at 22 and not gamble on an unknown quantity, which seems sensible to me. Totally, totally agree. Love that for, for the Bills. OK, finally, well, finally, like that's the only, they're the only moves that have been made in the NFL. But we are we are literally going to. I think coronavirus will have gone away by the time that we finish this podcast. So Melvin, <laughs> Melvin Gordon to the Broncos. I think it's a slightly strange one. Um, I don't, I don't dislike it, but it means that I assume the Broncos have given up on Freeman and he'll probably get cut or at least uh, at best the third back in that, in that, um, in that room. It's going to be a committee. I'd assume with it's a pretty um, good committee, isn't it? With, wow. Yeah. It well, Lindsay, Lindsay and Lindsay and Gordon. I think Lindsay yeah. then becomes more of a kind of he it it almost makes Lindsay better because he doesn't have to do all the workload now. He can just come in full energy, full go, not 
you know, not on there a hundred percent of the time, and it hopefully reduces the potential for Gordon getting injured. So I, I think it's, I think it's a decent move. I just think it's given what they've done with their running back stable in the last couple of years. It seems a little bit strange, but I guess fair enough. He's expensive though, sixth highest paid running back in the league now. Um, but yeah, uh, why not? It's not like they've got decent quarterback there and. Who the fuck knows what they're doing as a franchise? Yeah, I mean, I thought Drew, I thought Drew Lock did all right last season. I thought he did okay, but my problem is that I, I just don't, I don't know who the fuck the Broncos are for this coming season. Like you, you knew I, who they were in the past with Peyton. I think the Broncos are starting to look sneaky good. They've got a Peyton. decent defense. Yeah, um, they've got weapons out wide. Drew Lock can throw. Call Sutton's Call a, a Sutton. good player as well. He's yeah, a good really player. good player. Oh, yeah. And what yeah, and yeah, what, like... Linz, what Lindsay and Gordon give them is that a very good uh, one-two punch. It gives Lindsay an, a, a chance to operate potentially in slightly more broken circumstances and a little bit more around the pass catching. And uh, I think that the Broncos uh, are very much a team to look out for next season. Yeah. I'm intrigued by them. I just don't know who they are yet or whether they're going to be a factor. And they got rid of Flacco, which can only be good. Yeah, yeah, that Jesus. certainly helps. Yeah. All right, let's get into some any other business because it's going to be a massive bumper podcast. Yeah, we've all got time on our hands, but nothing to know. talk about with AOB, is there? Not well. <laughs> Isn't it funny though how when something like this happens, there's literally no other news. <laughs> it's like new news stops. Like people stop burgling. Like terrorists, like don't bother anymore. Like nothing else happens. There's, there's no, no terrorists no don't have any gatherings no. to attack. Yeah, no. is Australia still on fire? And then they, put, they, they put those bushfires out pretty quick, didn't they? Virus yeah. put them out. Yeah. It's like, does that like what happened to the world other than this? Nothing else is going on. It's funny actually. I'll I'll kick I'll kick us off um, and say that we were we were talking about recording last week, and I had a bee in my bonnet last week about everybody out there trying to make this political and use it as a as a reason to hammer the Tories or hammer whoever, hammer Trump. Obviously, keep hammering Trump. Don't stop doing that. Uh, but actually, <laughs> the it seems to have it seems to have changed a bit. And I think that people have realised that this isn't this is such a deep crisis that the world is in, and in in this country anyway. Um, even even the Tories aren't being political about it because it's just back to the wall we've got to sort this out and you saw rishi sunak um come up with all this stuff that he could never you could never imagine a tory chancellor coming up with and and that's that's how it's got to be for a bit and and people have moved now sort of moved away from this and focusing on the important stuff like people being absolute dicks and and going to snowdonia in their thousands and um hanging out in parks uh three feet from each other and stuff like that that that's what we've got to clamp down on right now um and ne- now we're in lockdown here we are and it's it's weird well, the, and it's going to be well we're we should be <laughs> i mean we're like, we're, like, we're what my point was going to be was you know, i went for, went for a run yesterday during at lunchtime my one allowed run a day and i ran through a, an industrial park and every single shop every single outlet was still open and was still full of cars, so we're we're as far away from lockdown as we were two weeks ago. It's it's bollocks, because the government have said this morning or whenever it was, 
um, you know, don't go to work unless you can't work from home because we need to keep the economy going. Well, that's not stopping spreading the virus. Yeah. That's well, that's Swindon the economy for you. going. <laughs> don't live in Swindon. Yeah, you do. It's, and, okay. and then you look at the tube this morning. It was just as busy as it's ever been. Because they've the reduced, the serv- reduced the service. So all the people, instead of spreading people out, they're yep. packing people onto... The people are still going trains. to work. People I'd, I'd love to, to ask all these people on the tube what they do for a living. Um, uh. Uh, my, my wife's a governor at the primary school that my, my son and daughter will go in September, hopefully. And apparently they had 10 kids in on Monday when the schools were shut, which doesn't sound very many at all, which is great. But one of them, whose the kid's mother is a nurse, a key worker, and the kid's father is some advertising executive in London, and he's just going off to work in London. And it just, like, people, luckily, there, it's 10 kids, it's clearly a minority, but that's, that's the mentality of some people. It's, oh, I'm going to use this to take advantage of the situation. Well, that'll be his boss saying, I want you in. Yeah, he's, it's he's whoever, the, uh, they're twats, them all, yeah, all of them. Yeah, yeah, I don't Presumably, he's, he's the guy that uh, Bob Mortimer's train guy is, is based off then. I hadn't seen that. I, I keep oh, meaning to. Mate, you uh, really yeah. do. Stop stealing my any other business. So, sorry, sorry, Russ, but thank you for introducing me to that because it's fucking amazing. Okay, it's, we're, the, we're... it's the best thing on Twitter. So, get into it, Russ. Get into it. So, Bob Mortimer, famous comedian, has invented uh, a character based on people that you will hear pretty much on every commuter train. Up and down the land, probably more more uh, in in London than anywhere else. Um, but just have a look um, at Bob Mortimer Train Guy, and if you look at Twitter, you will find him. Uh, he's done one today, and it is it's just the best thing because you can relate. Everybody knows someone like Train Guy, and if I uh, I will play you just a very quick. Uh, snippet of of what it is, and it and it sounds ridiculous, but it's um, it's how. But when you watch it, you understand. Yeah, you know, makes you look like you once had a girlfriend. I know, I know, I know, I know. That was a bird's eye potato ruffle. Yeah. So it's it's basically it's basically a guy <laughs> pretending to have a conversation. Uh, on FaceTime with uh, a colleague of his, and it's usually done on the train or around the train station. Just watch it and watch all of them because they're fucking brilliant. I love, I love the fact that Matt Berry's involved now as Linton. Like uh, Matt Berry is fucking amazing, and in in everything ever, and him doing Linton is fantastic. The fact that he just kind of leans in with this pistol in the first one that he's in is yeah. just brilliant. You are. As always, a buttered spaniel. <laughs> I'm a cabbage on me. Cheers, Carl. Yeah, boy. He was—he's the guy from the IT crowd, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I, I need to get—I need to get into this. Um, Just watch. Thank, thank you, thank you for not for uh, any other business about something else, um, because some of the others may not be. I fear. Uh, who wants to go next? Go on, Rich. Uh-oh. Yeah. Um, so. My one's a quick one, but it's it's really weird. So I I'd obviously not been working for quite a while now, and uh, someone some recruiter um, sent me a sent me a thing on LinkedIn, basically saying got an interesting role, which 
is with UCAS and it's kind of it is an interesting role. I did two days in the office before everything shut down and we were sent home from work. Um, and it's very, I mean, I'm still, I'm working from home now, but it's so bizarre getting yeah. like two days and trying to, trying to get up to speed in a job after that. <laughs> very, very, very difficult to, uh, to know what the hell I'm doing, but you know, I still get paid. So that's fine. <laughs> well, which is new to you. We'll, we'll just tag <laughs> your employer after this. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, uh, two hours of this to get to my AOB. Yeah, this is deep. If you ever listen to this, Craig. Yeah, mine's just uh, obviously uh, everyone's talked about working from home and shit, and um, it presents some challenges for sure. <clears throat> but working from home and homeschool is actually working all right for me and my family at the moment. Um, I work in social care. I'm a key worker. Uh, I manage a frontline social care team. And so, obviously, like, contacts is important. But when you're in the office, um, what you notice is, and it's not necessarily a bad thing, what we notice is, is people waste a lot of fucking time just talking to each other. Like, just <laughs> like just literally chit-chatting. Like, I've got staff who just talk shit for hours and hours and hours and then tell me they, you know, haven't got stuff done. Whereas, actually... And given this, a you know, global pandemic and shit, and we're we're what we, you know, our job is to safeguard children or whatever. People are being funnily uh, efficient, and I know what the fuck everyone's doing, and I get to see my family more, and I get to get up and go training when I want, and have lunch when I want. Like, so let's get this pandemic, you know, self sorted and shit. But the idea of having to go back to a rigid approach of you know, some people do 36 hours, 40 hours, 42 hours a week in an office in front of a computer. Now we've got the amount of technology that we have. It's just balmy. So I really hope we start changing sort of how we do normal life after this. I think because we will. I think yeah, we will. There's yeah. some massive positives. Like, Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. I think we need to work. It's, I work for an IT firm and we've had a ridiculous amount, like almost quadruple the usual um, incoming inquiries and um, requests, like tickets being raised from our clients. And it's a lot of it is for customers who weren't set up to work from home and were almost reluctant to work from home because they didn't think their staff would be productive in doing it. And I think if anything, if this shows that teams can be just as, if not more effective working from home, then long may it stay that people people can do this because from a work-life balance from a you know dropping your kids off at school picking your kids up that's time you don't get back and mm. so if people can get that as part of their normal lives now um then so much the better there, there are I've still been... employers and bosses out there that don't i'm i'm convinced and it's it's quite old-fashioned almost now isn't it that that judge people on what it looks like they're doing or what Present, it looks yeah. like Presentism. they're doing sat at their desk yeah. and actually judge judge them on their output yeah, definitely. You can still do that if they're working at home, you know. I've, I've Brenda, been working Brenda's... from home heavily for probably two years now, and I reckon I can do in four and a half, five hours what I do seven and a half hours in the office, just just because I don't get people coming up to me and and distracting me all the time and wanting to know the answer to some bullshit question. Defo. Brenda turns up at eight a.m., goes home at six, but has eight tea breaks, four fag breaks and talks to her mates for a good couple of hours. She, she's done three hours face work. like And distracts all her mates. 
Literally. I feel like we all know a Brenda. <laughs> <laughs> so Brenda, if you're uh, listening and you're working Craig's team, he's just yeah, keeping an eye on you, right? <laughs> she will I not be. <laughs> I didn't want to tell you this last night, Brenda, but you're fired. Um, you know, <laughs> along with all the, the skeleton staff of two at Pear Tree Productions. Uh, <laughs> Pat, <laughs> you've got some any other business. <laughs> I hope. Uh, I'll keep it short. Um, my management team at work have been really good throughout this whole um, issue with flexibility and putting their staff ahead of meeting business targets. You know, they're very much keeping us safe and keeping us um, calm and efficient. So that's really good. They're a step ahead of the government guidelines as well, which is really good to see. Uh, so appreciate that support. And as a result of having worked from home today, I saw a brand new bird in my garden. We had red starts. It was very exciting. It's a very niche excitement, but I enjoyed it. So uh, that's a good thing. Um, Too many jokes about birds in your garden, mate. <laughs> yeah, there was loads. There were so many. <laughs> We've had a lot of tits recently, but it was the first red start. <laughs> I can't um, believe you've gone niche on a British NFL podcast. That's unbelievable. It's, it's shocking, isn't it? Uh, Mark, can, can did I you just, have anything, anything can else? Can I just say or... one more thing? No. Just a oh, random right, business thing. Sorry, Mark, I'm just going to jump in, right? Carry on. The most Tottenham Hotspur Spursy thing ever happened today. Um, they lost out in the world. They came second in the World Stadium of the Year Awards. <laughs> Somebody's just texted me to say this is this is fact. They look in... they lost to the Puskas Stadium in Hungary, which looks ironically a lot like the Emirates. So, someone send me a link. Oh. That is hilarious. That has to go in the group. <laughs> I, I have a feeling that I'm going to get sent that link 412 times over the next 24 hours, but that's the way of it. Adam, I've got I got bombarded with oh Liverpool are only two games away from winning the league. Oh, you're not going to get to for like three weeks at the start of this stuff so enjoy it's still funny oh we didn't even t- it's shit isn't it for you rich it's proper yeah. shit mate it's, you don't count <laughs> it doesn't fucking See. count 20 times 20 times <laughs> Liverpool even, even if even if it finishes there'll be an asterisk that's it it doesn't matter whatever don't care don't care Liverpool 18 yeah but you do you do care <laughs> Oh, he's mad right now. <laughs> he is, he is. Mark, Mark, let's, let's me, get through me. this. We're nearly I'm, there. I'm happy I'm bashing, bashing the Scousers. It's brilliant. I think it's okay. hilarious. <laughs> and I love the fact that I was making jokes about this about a month ago when this was like nothing. And now it's a real thing. I'm so happy. <laughs> hey, Rona will always be in my heart. <laughs> well, even even if it kills heart. millions of people, yeah, Craig will be happy. When I first tweeted that hashtag cancel the season, I don't think anyone deep down really believed that it was actually ever going to be a thing. But now there's like, you know, there's a better than, I'd say there's a better than 50% chance that it gets cancelled. And it's, it's outstanding. It's outstanding. It's worth it. I mean, you tried, you tried with that asteroid to destroy the earth, but that missed. So you started, you know, you, you, you went to China, Mark, didn't you? Bat. And, and I also really believe you fucked a bat for this, Mark. Well, I also, and I love the fact that the year that Ferguson, I think it was the year that Ferguson took the job at Man United, Manchester got twinned with Wuhan, which is. <laughs> <laughs> so, Wuhan, you have stepped up. Well done. Wow. Excellent. Right. Let's get out of here. Um, thanks. Thanks, everybody. Um, 
yeah, I hope you enjoyed listening to that. It's been longer than usual, but we've all got time on our hands. I um, hope everyone stays well. Look after yourselves. Look after, look after the country. Look after the world. Look after everybody. Um, stop and going to work. Stop going to work. Phone that lonely relative or friend every day or as, long as, you, as often as you can. Do it. Right. Go well, everybody. Cheers. Yeah.